Hey Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. I'm going to uh, get into this message. I'm going to go right to the scripture verse. So why don't you guys open up your Bibles, your phones, your apps, your iPads, Mark 5, 25 through verse 34. Mark 5, 25 through verse 34. Father, I just ask by your spirit, Lord, you would just speak to us today in your word, and that, Lord, your truth would go into our hearts into fertile soil, and it would take root. And that, God, it would produce. It would produce within us what you are desiring to expand within our lives, and that is your kingdom. So, Father, we bless you and we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, verse 25 of uh, Mark 5. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Verse 28, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she had been healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and, and, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had, who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I love this story because this story is one of an individual that was desperate and that she was in need of a touch. She was in need of a miracle. She was in need of a breakthrough. And she was not going to be denied what was hers. She was not going to allow any obstacles, anything to come in, in her way, anything that was going to prevent her from getting what was hers, and that was her healing. Back in uh, 1953, Kenneth Hagin um, had a visitation from Jesus. Jesus appeared to him, and, um, and the Lord showed him and spoke very clearly to him because he had been asking the Lord about some issues in his own personal life, in his ministry, in his finances. And so all of a sudden, the Lord just shows up in front of him. I mean, that is something I'm longing for. I still am asking the Lord, even before I go home to see him, I want him to come visit me. I mean, the thought of having Jesus come and appear is remarkable. My spiritual mother, Dolores Winder, told me of the time when Jesus came and visited her sat down in, in, her, in her study room area and spoke to her. But when the Lord came to Kenneth Hagin, 
He basically says, I want you to go get a pencil and a piece of paper. And he said, I want you to write down four things. And he knew in his heart the Lord was getting ready to give him a message in which he had been asking the Lord about for a while, but he knew in his heart that he was getting ready to unfold four things that the Lord said to him, if you will do these four things, the answers to your prayers will be answered. The healing that you look for, you will receive. The breakthrough that you're wanting will happen in your life. If it be your finances, if it be relationships, the Lord says if you'll use these key four things in your life, and if you do them, it will happen. I mean, come on. How would you like that, Jesus, just to come and say, if you'll do these four things, it'll happen and you'll see the breakthrough in your life. So, so if Jesus came to you and actually said this, would you like to say, yeah, sign me up. Well, he said, write them down. So I want to encourage you to write these down. I want to encourage you that there's a, there's a pen in front of you in the chair. And, and, and just the thought that Jesus showed up to him and said, I want you to write down these four. I would love it if Jesus would come to me and, and have a sermon for me. Say, if you'll just write down these four things, they'll be the best sermon you've ever preached. You know, because uh, a lot of times, you know, you labor and you're laboring in prayer over sometimes a message that is given. And it can be hours. It can be days. It'd be wonderful in five minutes. Woohoo! It's there, baby. So, so this is what the Lord said. If anybody anywhere will take these four steps and put these four principles into operation, he will always receive whatever he wants from me or from God the Father. And then Hagen explained that these four steps that Jesus gave him, he put into operation immediately. And then he said, and you can receive anything in the present tense, such as salvation, your baptism, healing in your body, spiritual victory, breakthrough, anything the Bible promises that you need, you can have if you'll follow through with what the Lord said. And so in that, and there are some things in life like financial needs or the manifestation of some healing um, that might take time to develop so that these four steps become principles that you must put into practice over a period of time for them to begin to manifest. Basically because a farmer can't just all of a sudden and go out tomorrow and uh and get cotton or wheat or, or get the fruit when the seed has not been planted and it's not been watered and it's had time to grow. There's just certain things that take time and progression for them to manifest in your life. But these are the four steps. Number one is this. The scripture in verse 27, if we could pull that scripture back up. Verse 27 it says, for she said, she said, faith always has a saying in it. With faith, there is an action in what we're doing, and sometimes that action is what we say. It's, it almost seems so simple, but almost in some ways elementary, but the reality is, is that 
in saying it, you're putting it out there. It's kind of like you're stepping out on the end of the plank. You're, you're declaring it and you're saying it in faith and it, it begins to operate in the spiritual realm so that the thing that you're looking for, the breakthrough, will come about. So, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, Jesus keeps it really simple. This isn't a, a, a complex uh, theological discussion. Jesus just keeps it simple because, you know, he communicated and preached to simple people. These weren't people around the Sea of Galilee that had PhDs. They didn't go get their undergraduate. They were just uneducated farmers, fishermen, and sheep herders. And they only stood things in that type of language. So he, he preached to people very simple messages. And so what did he do? He talked about vineyards. He talked about orchards. He talked about fishing. He talked about fishing boats. He talked about sheep. He talked about shepherds. They got it. He kept it simple. He didn't try to complicate it for anybody who was listening to him. So in that, sometimes that we think that, um, that Jesus just initiated the healing on his own. He just like, just because he loves us, he heals us. There has to be something on our part that initiates the healing or the breakthrough that we need. Yes, he's all-powerful. Yes, he heals. Yes, he delivers. But there is a part that we play in the equation that activates what we are wanting, and it first starts with our saying. We're declaring it with our mouth. So in that, we begin to step into the miracle, the breakthrough, whatever we are looking for. If you think about it, when Jesus looked at the, uh, the man that he healed the eyes at the pool of Siloam, what if that man had not gone out and, and washed his eyes? Or what about the man that was paralyzed who was on the stretcher and they broke open the roof and they lowered him down through the roof and then all of a sudden, he's laying there and he said, stand up, take up your pallet, and go home. Or what about the other man that sat beside the pool of, of uh, Bethesda for 38 years, and he had been crippled, and then Jesus looks at him and he says, stand up, take up your pallet, and go home. There had to be some action to their faith in response to what God wanted to do. They had to step out in that to receive what God had for them. Jesus asked Hagen this question. What was the first step that the woman with the issue of blood took toward receiving her healing? The Bible says that someone had told her about Jesus. It says in the scripture, Matt 27... She knew about him because she heard about him healing people. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So she heard about Jesus that he heals. Faith was built within her heart. She knew about Jesus. She knew he was healing. For she said in verse 28, if I may but touch him, but I may touch 
his clothes, I shall be made whole. That is the first thing she did. She said, she spoke it forth. You know, back in 19, uh, 19, back in 2007, uh, before the stock market crashed in 2008, we, we were blessed with getting a new home and we had, um, we were looking for a home. We had put our house on the market and it sold so quickly that we weren't able to find a new home. And so um, the Lord had, had really put it in, in Eliza's heart uh, to get this certain home. And when we went to it, uh, I said, honey, don't, don't get your hopes up about this home because it's, you know, just to even come close, I'm going to have to ask 100000 below the original asking price. She's like, she was determined. I don't care. I mean, she was like, I'm going at this thing. So, so we got the real estate agent. We went and looked at it. We're walking in, and she's getting all excited. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, don't get too excited right now. And then the Lord spoke to me after our, we did a tour of the, of the house. And the Lord said to me, he said, I want to give her the desires of her heart. And, um, and I want her to know that this is a gift for me. Because the Lord knew in my heart, I was saying, even before, you know, we can even approve this house, I'm going to have to ask 100000 below the original asking price. And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, you know, what is 100000 He said, what 100000 is to you is a penny to me. I've told you I'm going to give her this house. And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and... You know, at that moment, um, I had a choice. And so I told Liza, I said, honey, the Lord just said that, you know, I'm to make an offer on this house, 100000 below the original asking price. And so what did I do? I picked up the phone <laughs> and I called the real estate agent and I said, I'm going to make an offer on this house and it's going to be uh, 100000 below the original asking price. And she says, oh, come on. Like I was kidding her. And I said, no, I believe this is my offer, so I, I'm going to make it. And I said it. And then I hung it up. And I said, what did I just do? You know, and I, you know, it's kind of like, but I, I did it because I know the Lord. I didn't know I was actually doing these principles that Jesus told Kenneth Hagin, but I said it. I put it out there. And so in that, what we say is so important, positive or negative. What an individual says is a lot of times what they will receive. So if you're saying negativity, guess what you're going to be receiving? You know, we're snared by our words. The scripture says that we are we are snared by our words in Proverbs. And so if you're confessing a lot of negativity, guess what you're going to be receiving and harvesting in your life? So you've got to really be thinking about what you're saying. Are you saying positive things, things that are right and are true and are honorable? Or are you confessing a lot of negative things? I'm never going to make it in life. I'm never going to have enough money. I'm never going to get my healing. I'm never this. I'm never that. If you're staying in the camp of negativity, 
it's only going to produce negativity in your life. So it's time to start speaking positively over your life and have God begin to use your words that produces life. You know, the woman that suffered for 12 years, she could have said, you know, there is no use right now for me to go see Jesus. You know, I've been to every physician. No one has helped me yet. I've not been healed. I've spent all of my money. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I cannot go through with this anymore. She could have just laid it all out. But did she do that? No. She chose to say what was right and true and that Jesus was the healer. And she was going to go after it and she was not going to be denied. The Lord said this to Kenneth Hagin. If that had been what she said, that would have been what she received. If she had been saying this, I can't meet, I can't, you know, go out there because I'm exhausted. I've been to every physician. I've spent all my money. I'm hurting. She would have had what she had said. So speak positively. So if you're defeated or feeling defeated, you possibly are being defeated by your own lips. You're being defeated by what you're saying. Proverbs 6.2 says this, you are snared by the words of your mouth or you're taken captive with the words of your mouth. Number two, write this down, do it. Then the Lord told him, to do it. He said, your action defeats you or puts you over. And I thought that was so good. According to your action, you receive or you are kept from receiving. And this is so important. Let me say it again. Your action defeats you or it puts you over. According to your action, you receive or you're kept from receiving. I, you know what, Jennifer, what you said today was so incredible. I'm like, Lord, you are so amazing to me. I mean, she's up here. and What does she say? She says, your action today in accordance with your faith will determine what you're going to receive. She said it. She's saying, you're going to need to act upon the truth. You're going to have to raise your hand. You're going to have to agree. You're going to have to believe. There has to be some action to what you believe. It's kind of like sometimes we're sitting there thinking, I wonder if Jesus really even sees me. I wonder if he'll notice me. I wonder if he'll heal me today. I don't know. You know, it's like, no, you've got to stand up and go for it. You've got to begin to put action to your faith and claim what you know is yours because you have the answer. So the woman in Mark 5, she had a number of obstacles to overcome. And she did not pray for God to remove the obstacles in any way. She got up and walked over the top of them. She was, you weren't going to stop that lady. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care what her size was or, or I, 
there was not going to be a disciple or anybody that was going to deny her what was hers. A woman with an issue of blood was regarded in that day and time to be, uh, to be an outcast. So with an issue of blood, according to the law, the tradition of the law, she was not to mingle or mix with the people. But you know what her action said? Tradition or no tradition, I'm going to get my healing. And you're not going to stop me. I mean, I wouldn't want to have been one of the disciples and say, oh, you know what, ma'am, you're, you're like, you're not supposed to be here. She probably would have gave him a knuckle sandwich, you know? I mean, she probably would have said, get out of my way. The custom at that time was that a woman was not, did not have the privilege to mingle with the crowds. She said, custom or no custom, I'm going to get my healing and you're not stopping me. I bet she had fire in her eyes. I mean, she was like, woo, you know, a force to be reckoned with. And then when she got there, there was a multitude of people crowded between her and Jesus. In her weakened physical state or condition, I mean, that would have caused enough, a lot of people just to give up being in a weakened physical state. But I praise God that she didn't give up. Crowd or no crowd, she says, I'm getting to Jesus. This woman's actions showed her faith. Do you see that? Her actions showed her faith. And she put it into, into motion. So I want to tell you now, it's time for you to get up and walk on top of your obstacles. It's time for you to begin to rise up and not look at the opposition that is against you. And you need to put action with your words to what you need answered in your life. Put faith, put action into what you need in your life. If it be healing or finances, you must say, I don't care who's between me and Jesus. I'm going to go touch his clothes. You have to have that in your heart. Too many people are giving up too quick. I'm telling you, there's some of you here that have been sitting on something for a while and you've given up. You have given up on pressing in because it's been too hard. You've not seen the answer. You know, actually, I, I had to share with Eliza yesterday, I had been pressing into the Lord for an answer with something. And, um, and I, I actually began to say, you know what, I'm getting tired. I'm getting, I just don't know if it's... And then all of a sudden, the answer happened. And I could have given up too quickly. And all of a sudden, I didn't see the breakthrough come forth. But I stood, I was so close to saying, I just don't know if I'm going to keep praying into this thing. But all of a sudden, the answer came and manifested right before me. And I was so grateful to the Lord. You know, in that number two, what was point two? Do it. You know what the Lord told me? He said, I want you to go on out to your house. And I want you to go in front of it 
and I want you to speak to it, and I want you to declare to the house that that's yours. And I have never heard the Lord to say anything like that before in my life. But in that, um, I, I drove up to the house in the neighborhood, and I put, I put the car in the parking lot in the, in the cul-de-sac, and no one was in the house. And, uh, and I was looking around, making sure no neighbors were looking at me. And then I walked up to the house, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I declare this is my house. Amen. <laughs> and, then, and then I went back in the car, and I did it. And that was part of me putting action into saying, this is my house, and I'm believing for it. So I'm encouraging you guys. There are things that you've been holding on to and waiting for, and the Lord does not want you to give up on it. You can't stop. You can't stop. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep pressing on in faith, believing big. Because what if your breakthrough is today? What if your breakthrough is today? You can't give up. You've got to keep pressing on. Number three is you must receive it. Number one is say it. Number two is do it. Number three is receive it. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? I want you to notice something in this verse. Notice that the feeling and the healing followed the coming and the doing. She first, began, she first said it, and she first did it before she felt anything in her body, before she saw any breakthrough. She came, and then she received. And then she felt in her body that she was healed. You know, most people want the feeling and the healing all first before the saying and the doing. You kind of want to put the cart before the, before the horse. You know, we want our healing and our feeling really fast. But the Lord is saying there is a process to you receiving what I want to give you. But for her to get her healing, she had to receive it. And she couldn't receive it in a manner that was wondering if Jesus would do this. She was putting herself out on the line by going and touching his garment with the potential of being called out an outcast. She had to press through her limitations. She didn't just stand there at a distance and think, I, I wonder if Jesus might see me. I know he's powerful. I know he can heal. Maybe he can just look at me and gaze at me and say, you're healed, woman. Some of us are just kind of wanting to stand back and see what God does. And the Lord is saying, no, if you want it, you've got to press into me. You've got to come to me for your healing, for your financial breakthrough. So how do you receive what you're asking for? That's the question. It's by faith. It's by faith. The day came in my heart. I sensed that the Lord was getting ready to give me the house. I just had this sense. So what did I do? I called up my realtor. And I said to my realtor, 
Today, I believe you're going to get some good news. So when you get the good news, I want you to call me immediately. And she said, oh, okay. And I'll never forget, I was up there in my office sitting on the couch. Late that afternoon, I got a phone call. And I saw who it was from. And I said, so you got some good news. She says, are you sitting down? I said, I sure am. She said, I just about cried. She said, I was jumping up and down in my office. She said, I have never seen a miracle before in the real estate industry, but I've just saw my first miracle. You got the house for 100000 less than the asking price. And I said, go, Jesus. I'm like, I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord is so good. See, this agrees with this principle in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. The principle of faith in Mark eleven twenty four 24 is, is, is the same thing. You believe you receive them and then you shall have them. It's always the action of faith before the receiving of what you have. So you got to receive whatever it is that you need or want, and you receive it by faith. Do you believe that what you have said is going to come about in your life? So let's look back at verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing it in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crown and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? Many people touched me that day. I'm sure some through curiosity, some accidentally. Some didn't even really know what they were doing. But you know what? His power is always available to heal. His power is available to heal each and every one right now in this room. But even with his power available to heal everybody, just like his power was available to heal everybody in that crowd, there was only one that got healed. And people were touching him, bumping into him, but there was only one that got healed that day. And that one had the touch of faith. She had the touch of faith that activate her miracle, that activate the healing flow of Jesus to flow through his body. Because he said, virtue left my body. I know it. So who is it? I know power left my body. But it was the touch of faith that activate the miracle for her. So like right now, there's electricity in this room. And, and in that... If you wanted to have access to some of that electricity, some of us would have to go plug into an outlet around here to get the currency of electricity to open up or turn on a lamp or do whatever we wanted. The faith switch that turned on her miracle was her faith when she touched his garment. It all of a sudden activated the faith. It activated the power in Jesus, and then it flowed into her body. 
So what's going to activate your miracle is you beginning to lay hold of the Lord Jesus Christ in faith and knowing that he has the answer and he wants to bless you with good gifts. It is the Father's good pleasure to give us good gifts. Faith is the plug. So plug in. Plug in to the outlet. You say it, you do it, and you receive it. Number four is that you tell it. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that it had happened to her, she came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. So not only Jesus, but the whole crowd heard her. In telling the truth, she's saying, what, Lord, you've done for me, you can do for all them too. You What you've done in Brock, where's Brock? Brocky, there you are. See, she's hungry for Jesus. And she got her healing because she was desperate and she believed for it. And the Lord responded to her and healed her. And so what did she do last week? Brock got up here and told it. And she's telling everybody now, there's a man that heals and his name is Jesus. So if you want to be healed... You can get it too. He did it in me. He'll do it in you. She got up here and she told it. And in the telling, it is for others to receive the very thing that you received. She told the woman with the issue of blood. She told what happened. This is a scriptural principle of going and telling. What he did in you, go tell it to somebody else. You know, she didn't get up here and she didn't debate her healing theologically. Well, I'm not quite sure how I got healed, but by golly, it did happen. You know, she didn't make it an issue of discussion. She says, I was once this way, and now I'm this way, and I have no more pain. And it's Jesus. I mean, that will preach. I mean, anybody that is of any level of faith, if, if she was one way and now she's another way and no more pain, then what he did in her, he'll do in you. So we know what testimony means, right? In the Old Testament, testimony literally means do it again, God. You did it in them, now do it again. Do it again. So say it, do it, receive it, and tell it. That's what Jesus told Kenneth Hagin back in 1953. Write this down. And if you'll do these four things, you'll get what you're looking for. And you'll receive your healing and your breakthrough. Amen.